What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Christian, and I am joined here for AEW Dynamite along with my good friend, Anthony. Say what's up. What up, what up, what up, what up? Your WWE pay-per-view champion is here. Hi. In the building, in the flesh. You know, always good to grace your presence, Christian. How are you today, sir? How are you doing? I'm good, man. You know, been active today. Um, played some basketball today. Um, I'm tired. You know, it's we're currently recording at midnight, but it's all good. Midnight recording session. What sort of weird, freaky, deaky? stuff are we going to get into i definitely feel like there's going to be some weird innuendos and weird uh things happening so get ready christian you're gonna have to steer this ship sir yes sir well we're just talking about uh aew dynamite today uh but how how was your day today before we get oh it's looking fantastic i really feel great i feel like i really am happy to be alive right now and um the world is so good Listen, all I got to say is that I love when you stare at me. I'm just so fresh and clean. That's all I got to say. So um, I will say I do have something to say. Hi, friends. All right. So all seriousness, um, I'm taking a big social media break, people. Um, time to... Uh, Sort of clear my head and focus on better, brighter things. So, Christian here is going to be taking over for me. And uh, he's just going to be reinvigorating everything, making it better, killing the game. So you won't be seeing me as much. I mean, you'll see, you'll see us in the videos and the clips that Christian will post, but like, you know, it won't be so much me, which is cool. It's fine. Because yes, you know sir. what? You can see me every time we drop a video. That is true. You know, the, the uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, um, you know, maybe you'll there miss you me while I'm gone. And uh, I will be back eventually, maybe. But uh, Christian, Christian, listen, Christian will be doing it, killing it. So I just want to give that little notice before we uh, Hell yeah, my man. start. So uh, thank you all for brother. the comments and, and likes and everything. And everything's good. Everything's good. Life is good. <laughs> so let's keep it, keep it moving. Right. And Alrighty, I might be man. rolling a blunt too, sir, if you don't mind while this happens. This is going to be a midnight special, sir. So uh, take over, my friend. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know you didn't really watch uh, Dynamite at all. So I, I love how I'm just, just going to, I would just ask you, what do you think about like. The, <laughs> my friend like, has a Christian and talking very sensually and quite. He's like, my friends, I have a question for you. He's Am I talking really low? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like, oh my god. He's like, hi guys. I'm trying to get every girl who listens to my deep voice. <laughs> Hello, lady. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like I said, we're recording this at midnight, but it doesn't matter because it is uncensored. But <laughs> listen, hey. you can talk. There, listen. He is. This is a kind 
gentleman, okay? There are other people who live with this dude, so he is taking his empathetic compassion and using it to be quiet. So <laughs> I will respect that. All right, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're going to hear, we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite Live at the Curtis Cowell Center in Dallas, Texas. Um, You know, they they name they they've been naming these you know dynamite specials um you know winter what what what, what was it what was this winter dynamite? is coming winter is coming like they're naming a bunch of these dynamites that should be pay-per-views but what what whatever but it's wednesday so you know what that means just like just like jr says it but we start the show off with with the match that i thought was going to be the main event match and we started the match off with you know, the best of seven series uh, for the trios tag team title with Death Triangle versus the Elite. Um, this was match four in the best of series with Death Triangle is taking this series uh, two to one. Um, there was some double teaming and some random spots going on right away as Nick Jackson hit a drop kick onto Pac while Omega was holding him. Um, you know, Matt and Omega hits dives on the floor while Nick jumps off the top, uh, hitting a tw top twisting dive onto Pac on the floor. And then things slowed down a bit with Nick favoring his uh, foot into... Wait, my notes are... My notes just went away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, that's why we're uncensored. Like, oh, no. That's where that's why we're uncensored. But Omega and Matt hit a double suplex while Nick was out on the floor grabbing his foot. Um, and then they took Nick Jackson to the back while the match continued in pitcher in pitcher. I like pitcher and pitcher, but I don't want to well, get too far too the picture and picture shit. That's like I don't want to. It is my shit, but I don't want to get too deep into the match because this was a very long match to start the show. Um, I think the match really did last like 45 minutes. Um, and again, it's a two-hour show. Yeah, it's a two-hour show, and this match lasted really, really long. But I don't want to get too much. Basically, you know, the match came back. Nick was Nick Jackson gets in the match. Nick starts throwing punches, hits two clotheslines, and then hits a uh, cutter on Ray Phoenix, who jumps right into it, and then Penta grabbed the hammer from the ringside, and then he hit Nick's ankle with the hammer. The referee didn't see it. Um, and then Ray Phoenix applied an invert need bar submission on Nick Jackson, who taps out, and then Death Triangle gets the win. So this match, okay, this match only took 15 minutes, but I thought this match took way longer. Oh, but shit. I was way long. This match did seem so long. This reporting at midnight. This match did seem really long, but um, the you, know, you know, you know, it it was a, it, it it was. I'm just gonna keep saying the same things I say about this match every single week. It's a good match between two trio tag, true trio teams that are very very good. But again. They should all be singles competitors. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing here. Again, the AEW trios tag team title is pointless. There's only two teams. Can be single competitors. Okay, maybe not the Young Bucks, but, and Ray Phoenix and Penta, but Pac and Omega. Like, I don't want to see this trios tag team match every single week, but, you know, this is, it was a good match. Again, um, I don't. I think the trios tag team title is very pointless. Um, I I I thought it was very important here for the elite to take a win. Um, just because now, you know, um, that triangle is up three to one in the series, so that really makes um, like a really hard comeback for the elite. But 
what do you what, what do you what do you think uh what do you think happens here because after the match omega also says how uh you know he wants a no disqualification match which i'm happy they're finally doing that because you know we've seen that triangle use the hammer uh in the last couple of matches and you know for the thing about these these two trio tag team uh teams are they're both very fast paced we have the death triangle who's a bunch of fucking luchadors and then we have the elite who's a fast paced tag team so i think them doing the traditional tag team it's good but i feel like if they're all in the ring at the same time no disqualification i genuinely think that could be a better match but what what, what do you think about this match and what do you think they're they're gonna do here moving forward um so I don't really, you know, again, I sound redundant, but I don't really care about this whole best of seven series thing. I agree, I agree with you. Like, Kenny Omega should be fighting for a singles title. Hack, potentially, too. Um, and it just doesn't really do it for me. Like, I just, there's nothing about this that's exciting or intriguing. Um, also, just because something's good, you don't have to continue to do it. Sometimes if something is good, it's even better if it's done once. You know, like I said, they're trying to recreate magic after magic, but like do it with different people and different matches. You know, like one good match with these teams is enough, I think. But what do you think about that? Do you think that like this is a good saga or do you think that they should just no. have one thing? I thought maybe a best of three. At max, if they were going to do a series best of three, I don't think it should have been a best of series. This is way too long. Again, pointless, pointless tag team title. I just don't understand. Christian's also watching a basketball game. As, as I'm this. not watching the basketball oh, game. Oh, I just over. got played. Let me sit the fuck down. It's um, over. I'm just, I was just trying to turn it down because I don't want to. It's kind of late, but I'm just trying to turn it down. But he's, he's yeah, like, he's like, he's like, hey guys, um, so, I think, whereas normally he'd be like, you don't think it should be the fucking main event. That's okay, I'll do the screaming for you tonight, sir. Go ahead. You should, you can, you should be able to read my mind now. But, um, you know, I, I just, I, 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 I hope we don't see, you know, after this series, I, I genuinely hope, you know, the main event, or um, I hope this, like, shit just stops and they need to get rid of the tag team trio tag team titles but anyway let's talk about the aew world heavyweight champion mjf who was interviewed by alex marvez um you know mjf created ricky starks for his great promo and then talked about himself saying that he's been doing amazing promos like that ever since he's been in aew mjf went on to mock Ricky Starks for telling his story about the hardships of life. MJF ripped to the fans, telling him they suck just like Ricky Starks does. MJF kept going on about how no one wants to see him win, so he has nobody to let down. Um, and then we'll see if he's a diamond or if he'll turn into dust. But or but everyone's rooting for Starks to win. So MJF said that we'll find out. Um, when the pressure is applied, if he'll turn into dust. Um, real quick, do you think the MJF and Ricky Starks feuds over, or do you think we'll see more from them too? Um, I feel like 
it's well. Why don't you ask me that after we talk about the main event? Because I don't want to give anything away. Okay, okay, okay. So we go to commercial, and then we're back to commercial with the acclaim. The acclaim makes their entrance as the AEW World Tag Team Champions, with the fans always cheering for them. You know, Max Caster is doing his rap, etc., etc. But the group consisting of Jay Lethal, Jeff Garrett. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Why did I say Garrett? I'm so stupid. This is how no, tired I This is how late no, I'm you're tired. Not. This is how tired not I didn't mean tired. This is how late it is. Yeah, but you always call him Garrett though. You blame it on the time. Jeff Jarrett attacks Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, and Billy Gunn from behind, and then Gunn was sent to the steel steps. Bone was tossed over the table at ringside, and then Jarrett smashed a guitar over Max Caster's head. Um Jeff Jared did a promo asking if the acclaimed attention now. Jeff, why don't you scissor this clap uh, or slap nut? Jared and Lethal held up the AW tag titles into the crowd. Um, and then basically that that was the end of that. Um, I I, I don't think Jared and Lethal are going to win a fucking AEW tag team title. Um, they lost to Darby Allen and Sting at full gear. And Darby Allen and Sting never ever been into the tag team title picture. So no. <laughs> no. What do you what, what do you what do you think about Jay Lethal and Jarrett? What do you think? What the fuck's the point of that? Jarrett needs to go behind the scenes and Lethal <laughs> Lethal's good. I can't talk shit about Lethal. Right. Um I can't but, talk shit about Lethal either. But I just think why are you doing this? Like, they don't make any... Yeah, because Jeff Jarrett is really going to be able to go around the world and defend the title and compete every... Like, it's just so stupid. They talk about how they're smart and they write for, you know... Well, if you really think that Jeff Jarrett has a chance, good luck. But yeah, no, I agree. It's just stupid booking to kind of keep the division going. Kind of lazy booking, in my opinion. But, um... I don't, I don't see what they're doing here. But anyway, you know, a video aired about Claudio Casignoli retaining his Ring of Honor World Title or regaining the Ring of Honor World Title from Chris Jericho at Final Battle, and then Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society were interviewed by Tony Schiavone backstage. Jericho said that the giant swing should be banned. Jericho said that he's going to beat some jobber that he's going to. The, to regain his ROH world title. Jericho also took a shot at Ricky Starks in the promo. I don't know what the fuck's with everyone taking shots at Ricky Starks. Um, but Jericho told Danny Garcia that he's better than Wheeler Yuta and never have should have lost his Ring of Honor pure title. And that Jericho told Garcia to follow the guidance of Sammy Guevara, who he is facing John Moxley on Rampage Friday night, who faced John Moxley on Rampage. Friday night, and then Sammy's wife Tame or Ty Mello is going to beat Ruby Riot tonight. Jake Hager yelled about how he likes his hat. Um, I I I I doubt, but I hope Jericho wins back the Ring of Honor World Title. Um, since you know maybe this is a future shot, like a future rivalry between Ricky Starks and Jericho, since we just saw Jericho take a shot at um Ricky Starks, but. You know, I, I I I'm not a huge fan of Claudio, um, but I I would like to see someone else be the Ring of Honor World Champion. But 
what do, what do you think about the whole Ring of Honor scene right now? Um, well, I'm a little annoyed that I have to pay ten dollars if I want to watch the like shows. Um, so it's kind of like takes me out of it a little bit because I don't think I really want to do that. And especially when it's at four o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, so I'm not really caring right now. I wish I did, but again, like AEW's like programming lately has just been kind of like lackluster to me. It's like, ooh, all right, now we're gonna talk about a brand that only takes place, like only has like a like. I just I don't get it. I don't understand Ring of Honor right now. They haven't done like weekly shows but they're just doing pay-per-views and it just, it just it doesn't make sense to me but you know maybe i'll watch it i do i like claudio Casanoli, but i i i know he not everyone does like him but I, I he's like, bomb i mean he was i liked him like in wwe like but like i don't know i, I didn't like him too much in wwe at the same time like i liked him but i didn't like i I liked him more when he, like, did his, like, little, like, you know, in, like, beginning of his career in WWE when, you know, he had his little United States Championship run. I liked him towards that, but then he got, like, the tag team with the bar. I didn't really, I just didn't like him too much. But he was a technical wrestler. Um, Cesar, like, Claudio, but I, I just, again, I, I know they can't do too much with Ring of Honor because, um, you know, they don't have a TV deal. And I guess at this point, you know, we see Rampage kind of being like a Ring of Honor show. Um, but I, I, I would like to see Ring of Honor, you know, maybe have like a weekly show. Maybe not have like, you know, how AEW has like a Rampage and a Dynamite or like how WWE has like SmackDown and Raw. I think maybe Ring of Honor should just have like a show because like they also have to think about it, you know. Raw's on Monday, okay, and it, people are going to watch Raw, NXT's on Tuesday, okay, they over, already tried having Dynamite, which is AEW's main show, on a Tuesday, and they could barely compete with fucking NXT, so we couldn't, you couldn't, you can't put Ring of Honor on a Tuesday, you can't put Ring of Honor on Wednesday because of Dynamite, I guess you could put it on Thursday, but the thing is, like, thursday night football like that's kind of i i i i i i just don't know i don't know i don't know i guess kind of i i see if if they're gonna do that with rampage i feel like they should just make rampage a ring of honor show they already have the tv deal with tnt why not just make it fucking ring of honor, honor. yeah why are you making it rampage i maybe they have to do TNT, like, maybe they have to have, like, AEW Rampage, because, like, their contract, I don't know, but they're really making it a Ring of Honor show, in a way. But, I don't know, man, but... I don't ever watch Rampage, I feel like it's... it's. See, I watch Rampage because I watch SmackDown and it's, like, 10 o'clock and I'm like, or I'm like, okay, like, I can watch Rampage for, I can watch an hour of AEW, but the thing is, like, it's very, very edited, like, like, the very first match, like, like, for example, Friday, it was John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara, excuse me, and Guevara, like, they didn't, they don't show the entrances, the first match entrances, 
and like it's so edited like you can just tell like it's gotcha. not like obviously it's not live like they recorded after ramp or dynamite but like it, it 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 it's just no good like i think it's just pointless but um yeah i mean an hour show unless you're like a you know nxt back in the day the hour show was was pretty decent but like I don't get it. Don't do Rampage. It makes no sense. It doesn't add any story to anything. No, yeah, I agree. But um, we're going to take our first break here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Ooh, he is now going by his first name again. What about Brian Pillman and Bully Ray going at each other? That's pretty intense. We can also talk about that then. Mm. All right, we'll be right back. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm still Christian. That's still Anthony. Sadly, I wish I that right now. I kind of wish our lives were were, were reversed, different reverse. Whatever you want to say. Sorry. <laughs> no, man, you're good. But um, you know, last night we're recording the next day. Um, you know, so that's why my voice is a little louder and I'm a little more uh energetic, alive, alive really. <laughs> but um. So we left off at Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So Jungle Boy ran into the shoulder tackle by Brian Cage, and then uh, Jungle Boy hits him with a Hurricane Rana into the turnbuckle, then a jumping kick while on the apron, and then Jack Perry hits a uh, Hurricane Rana off the top. Jungle Boy with the drop kick, uh, Brian Cage uh, reverses it, and then he gives him an, uh gives. Jungle Boy a elbow to the head and then hits he hits a superplex off the middle rope to show off his big skills, big muscles. They go to the commercial break and then when we get back from the commercial break, we see that Brian Cage is running into a boot when Jungle Boy hit a back elbow and more strikes leading to a running forearm two times in a row. Uh Jungle Boy got a Canadian destroyer for two. Jungle Boy with a snare strap submission and that but the referee Ah, sorry. I I was very very ahead ahead ahead. So Brian Cage came out um with Prince Nada, and uh he was on top of the apron, and uh Brian Cage actually tapped out, but the referee didn't see it. So uh Jungle Boy knocked out Nada off the apron, sat on top of Brian Cage for the pinfall after uh about a, maybe a, a five six minute match, but. Um, this match was boring, in my opinion. Um, you know, we see, we've been seeing ever since, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus haven't been, you know, their tag team. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, Jungle Boy do a lot of, uh, solo matches. Um, I'm happy to see him doing other matches besides him and Luchasaurus. Um, I've always wanted to see Jungle Boy compete in the singles division ever since he really been, has been in AEW. Um, he's been in AEW since really, since the start, but, um. Um, but after the match, uh, what was very, very interesting, Hook makes his entrance with the fans, giving him a big-ass pop like always. I personally jumped out of my chair because I didn't expect Hook to come out for uh, Jungle Boy. But I was there when that happened. Like, I saw, like, you, like, like I was on the... Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, Hook, because I didn't expect Hook to come out, but... um. With Moriarty, with Big Bill, aka Bill, Big Cass, and then Moriarty, 
Moriarty and Stokely Hathaway uh, left the ring. And then Hook had a recent storyline with Lee Moriarty. So maybe this is Hook, you know, just saving Jungle Boy from his rival. Um, Hook helped uh, Jungle Boy back to his fit and they stood side by side. Um, I, I, I hope we see more of Hook on the main show on which is dynamite you know we see him a shit ton on rampage um i hope he gets involved more where something he can do on rampage because he's an f he is the ftw champion but that championship doesn't really mean shit so um i i just don't know what he can do uh for feud wise i'm happy he's not doing anything with dan Housen anymore <laughs> I, I i wasn't personally ready to see that but the fans fucking love hook and he's He's impressive. I mean, he's undefeated. So, what do you what do you think's next for Hook and Jungle Boy? What do you think's gonna happen here before we take our second break? Well, they're probably gonna fight Big Bill. Like stupid. It was dumb that Big Bill was afraid. He was like backing off. Um, but I mean, you know, I like Hook. Big Hook fan. I like his theme Love song. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, mid card. Obviously. Like, I mean, I wish I had more to say. There's just like, again, like it doesn't really do it for me. These guys, um, but you know, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, there's so many people, so many titles that, like, I don't like. It's just like I, no, over, I, over flooded. I agree, and I'll talk more about Who that. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Right. I'll talk a little more about that uh, when we come back from our second break. But when we come back from our second break. Um, we're going to be talking about a promo here by the by the Blackpool Combat Club. And it's first, you know, promo really without Regal in WWE. So uh, but when we get back, uh, me and Anthony are going to be talking about the Blackpool Combat Club without William Regal. All right, we'll be back. What up, guys? We are still the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm still Christian. I'm here. That's still Anthony. And um, we're going to talk about the first promo with William Regal, Regal officially uh, no, like officially being in WWE again, uh, no longer being a part of AEW. Um John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Willer Yuta, um, of course, three members of the Blackpool Combat Club, were backstage. And then Moxley talked about how Yuta winning the Ring of Vinyl uh, Pure title, Claudio won back the Ring of Honor World title, and then Moxley choked uh, Kushida. How do you pronounce that dude's name? That's his name, right? Dude from Who? New Japan. Dude from New Japan. Kushida. What's his name? I don't fucking know. Kushida. Okay, if I'm pronouncing it's um fuck. I always get these new Japan Wait, guys mixed up. Like, where are they from? Like who who New is Japan. Are new, new Japan, Japan but, people. Yeah, but these I, I, I see I follow a little bit of New Japan, but all these new Japan wrestlers have the same fucking name. But anyway, Claudia said in twenty twenty three they are putting everyone on notice. Willer Yuta said that uh if they have taught him anything, it's that if you want to win you got to fight like you are already dead. Moxley said that Sammy Guevara is a gusty kid, so he's going to stop Sammy's face into a bloody mess and leave him dead. Moxley said if Hangman Adam Page knows where to find him, 
Moxley said Hangman Adam Page knows where he can find him and he can bring his Dark Order buddies too. Um, so obviously, no more mention of William Regal. Um, we did, you know, we noticed that we we have all the members of the Blackpool Combat Club, but we don't have Brian Danielson. Um, I don't know what that has to do with any of the fact that I don't want to spoil it for later in this this time, even though I kind of already spoiled it to you. I think. Last- yeah, I think so, it has to do with that. Um, yeah, it has to do with uh, you know, him possibly fighting MJF for the title in the future. So, um, but we're getting into that later. But I thought it was. What did you think about the promo? And what do you think about Regal no longer being in AEW? Um, do you think he fits better back in WWE, or do you think he was doing his thing? In I thought he was doing pretty cool with AEW, the Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, the whole Blackpool Combat Club is named because Regal's from Blackpool. right, exactly. Like, so for me, um, I just don't understand why he didn't stay as long as he did. You know, he signed a really short contract. I feel like he's only been in there since. See, like, that's what? probably. Yeah, yeah, I think it was only like a half a year because he yeah. debu- he debuted less than a year ago. He only debuted at Revolution this year, so I think it was like a I think it was a one year deal, honestly. You know, so I know, yeah, but um, but I do. My I, thing about Regal, yeah. no, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, my thing about Regal was, you know, I always feel like William Regal. I don't think he should. I, the whole Blackpool Combat Club thing was cool. But I don't want to see guys like Moxley, Brian Danielson, Yuta, Claudio. Like, I don't want to see him in a faction. Just like the same way I don't want to see, like, Garcia da- or Daddy Magic. Like, I don't want to see those guys in factions. Well, you either. said that also, too, about um Kenny Omega, Pac. Like, they're doing a lot of this, you know. I don't want to see this. I don't know why they're doing so many factions. I want to see all these guys compete by themselves and I, i'm happy brian danielson wasn't a part of this promo I, he's doing his own thing right now and i'm ha- like he i'm happy to see it like i don't know i just wish sometimes i was head of creative in AEW because i think i would do a hell of a lot better than fucking tony khan but we go to commercial and we come back with my man uh, he was from 45 Minutes Away. Swerve Strickland was featured in a video talking about how Keith Lee is not a friend and he's not family because Swerve has no family in this industry. Swerve has, says he has affiliates. Affiliates. Swerve says... Affiliates. See, affiliates. Yeah, okay. Affiliates. Whatever. Swerve says he'll see Keith Lee next week on Dynamite and we are recording on Tuesday the 20th, so we'll see him tomorrow. Um... What do you think is – do you think we'll see Keith Lee and Sir Strickland go one-on-one? I have a weird feeling that they're going to turn Keith heel. I think they do a swerve here. I think they're going to do a swerve, swerve heel. I, no, no, I think – no, I think – yeah, I think what's going to happen is they want us to think – because for weeks, like, I don't know, even if you go back to a couple of weeks ago when it was right after – I think it was – was it full gear where they had their they lost the tag match and then on dynamite Keith Lee's talking and Swerve comes Whoa, up. Wait, 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 wait. Um full gear where they lost are you asking me did they lose the tag team? No, no, just they lost the rematch. They lost Oh yes, the, yes, 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 yes. They yes. lose that match and then on Dynamite, Keith Lee's backstage, he's being interviewed. Swerve Strickland comes over 
and he basically is like, come come over here, like he pushes the camera away. That was interesting to me. We don't know what was said there. And I have a feeling that we're going to see a monster in Keith Lee come out. Because I just feel like... No, I agree. I don't know. I mean, I like Keith Lee as a good guy, but like... What else can you do with him? Like, they just have too many I people, I feel like. I agree. Well, their roster is too big. There's too many talents, too many titles, too many trios. Not trios, too many fucking factions. Like, it's just too much. I agree, brother. Um, Speaking of too much and speaking of trios, we have a trios tag team match between the House of Black, Maokai, Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart. Versus the Factory, Cole Carter, QT Marshall, and Aaron Solo with Nick Carmarada. Do you give a flying fuck about this? No, because okay. listen to this. This match lasted 20 seconds. Julia Hart spit Black Miss in Nick Carmarado's face. Nick Carmarado's not even involved in the match. He's just in ringside. Brody King and Buddy Matthews destroyed the absolute fuck out of the some guys. I, I don't... Out of QT Marshall, I think it was. QT Marshall was scared of shit of Brody King and Buddy Matthews. So Marshall walked right into a spinning kick by Malachi Black. Pinfall, one, two, three. This match was stupid. The House of Black's boring every week. We saw them come back. We saw Malachi Black take his break. I don't know what the fuck that break was for. The break didn't only lasted like, two, what, two months? Um... I don't know why the AEW marks were saying he was going back to WWE. He has a fucking contract. I, I he's I think he's in AEW to at least the mid twenty twenty three. So no, I don't know what this thing. I, I don't understand the House of Black. I don't get it. Um, I do get it. I just think it's fucking boring. I I don't want to see it anymore. Um, if they are going to do the stupid trios tag team titles, maybe after they do this six or best out of sevens fucking thing, maybe the House of Black should be involved in the trio's tag team titles because we see them every single week and we either see them cut stupid bullshit promos that no one gives two fucks about or we see them beat the living shit out of a bunch of jobbers that match only lasts no more than three minutes. So, I don't know. I just think the House of Black is fucking boring. What do you think about this 25-second match and what do you think about the House of Black? I don't care about the match. Um... House of Black is cool. They're interesting, I guess. Like, I like their promos sometimes, but I couldn't help but when you said Julia Hart spitting the mist, thought about Asuka. I hate to be one of those losers. Like, oh, they're, no. co- they're not, they're not copying. She's copying but... The Undertaker. I, I mean, said it. You mean The Undertaker? Who? Julia Hart. With oh, her with that. walking to the ring with her hat, the way she oh, comes to the ring. Oh, you're stupid. The hat. I... I'm sitting here thinking that the hat is supposed to be like American Horror Story. Like, remember when they had the Coven season? I thought that's what she was doing, like a I witch. Think she, I think no. I think it's yeah, you're trying. She's trying to be the Undertaker. You think she's like a fucking zombie trying to be the Undertaker? I don't know. Just giving me Undertaker vibes. That is awesome. She <laughs> posts pictures at fan conventions with the hat and like that and like that. Like I don't know. She just gives me Undertaker vibes. She's giving well, me. She's not, like a you know like a like a weird psychic evil mistress of dark you know i mean i don't know but i like to see her not with that gimmick because she's hot yeah but she was boring when she was a cheerleader 
What do you oh, think about speaking when of that? A, oh, when she was a cheerleader for uh, Brian Tillman, what Hillman. do you think about uh, Bully Ray? We were going to talk about this. What, him and Dreamer? No, he was talking shit about um Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman made a comment about did like you Brian Pillman her? Jr. or Brian Pillman. Yeah, she didn't hear about this. No, what? I'm about to drop a bomb. Get ready. Let me look it up. Hang on. Hang on. Get well, ready. Well, uncensored pro wrestling podcast. We are going to take a break from AEW Dynamite. Let's let's get into some tea real quick. Tea segment. What uh, what's going uh, on? I know you're taking a break. I was going with you. I was like, no, 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 no. We're taking a break from talking about dynamite real quick. This, but we we need this after talking about this stupid ass match. I'm in. I'm interested in this drama because Bully Ray has a big fucking mouth. He has a big mouth. I never liked Bully Ray. I don't like Bully Ray. I don't. When he did his little shit in Impact in 2013, I I hated him, and I know he he was just a character, but that's just that's how he is in real life. He's a douchebag. I listen to his podcast. So fuck you, Bully Ray. All right, so well, I'm gonna call him Bubba, by the way. Yeah, Bubba, because he's fat. Bubba Ray. That's what they call all fat people, bitch. Bubba. So, Bubba, I guess basically Eric Bischoff, uh, in his podcast in depth, basically had high praise for Bully Ray and the current AEW World Champion. He cited them as the two top heels in this business, and um, Bully Ray said, "Thanks. What do you guys think?" And then Brian Pimlin Jr. posted, he wrote, asshole, at Bully Ray. So Bully Ray wrote, thanks, Brian. I think you're a pompous, know-it-all young boy living off his dad's mid-card name who needs to learn when to keep his fucking mouth shut and listen a lot more and only gets a pop in Cincinnati. Other than that, keep up the good work. I mean... I know I just talked endless so shit then, on so Bully then pause, Ray. So then pause. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Brian wrote back. No, you're fine. Brian Pillman wrote back, and he said, some might say I'm a second-generation wrestler, but a first-generation piece of shit, and they wouldn't be wrong. What? That's a stupid comeback on Pillman. I think Bully Ray takes the dub on this. I was just shit-talking Bully Ray, but... He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Bully Ray's not wrong. I don't like Bully Ray. Like, fuck Bully Ray. But he's he's not wrong. I'm not arguing with him on this one. He's right. He Brian Pillman Jr. All what is what does he talk about in his promos? From what we don't see him a lot anymore. We don't see him at all anymore. Thank fucking God. Because Griffin Garrison sucks. God damn, I'm happy that Julia Hart isn't their cheerleader anymore. I'm just happy they're not they're not even on dark. But speaking of dark, uh everybody, go check out AEW Dark that just premiered today. I watched the premiere live. And uh the match card's pretty good. Kenny Omega, Ricky Starks, Jade Cargill, Jeff Jarrett, uh Ricky Starks, or I already said Ricky Starks, I apologize. But it's very, very good uh AEW Dark, so Go check that out. But um, he does only get a – Pillman only does get a pop in Cincinnati. Um, he only talks about his dad and his promos. He either talks about his dad and talks about Cincinnati or talks about – yeah, I'm Pillman. Like I guarantee you if he – if his name wasn't Brian Pillman, he, he could be related to – if his name was not Brian, he could have had any other name Pillman. 
He, but if it could because his name's Brian Pillman Jr., that is the reason, in my opinion, he's in all elite wrestling because I've seen some of his independent work stuff, and he's not good. But whatever. Okay. Um. Well, I'm glad that that's your take because I, I wanted to know what you thought about it. I, I, I don't know. I. I don't get to see enough of him to comment, but I think Bubba Ray Dudley, like, he kind of went like, he didn't need to go that hard. He like, didn't need to go that hard, but he's not. But wrong. I get it, because I'm the type of person, too, where it's like, if you come at me, I'm going to come at you. Right. And mad how hard I come at you. And me. that's why I don't like Bubba Ray Dudley. Like I said, he's an asshole, but he he's not wrong in this one. I mean, he's right. He's right. I agree. He's right. But um, that was interesting. So thank you for telling me that, because I genuinely did not know that. I just keep getting this. Anyways, go ahead. This is WB related, so never mind. I mean, you can go if you want. Well, they're saying now Stephen. Well, I mean, this is kind of cool. Stephen A. Smith uh, is going to be at WrestleMania 39. Oh, okay. And he wants like a manager role, I guess. Oh Jesus Christ! And, That'd be so- uh, he'd get he no honestly. Make him a heel, and that'd be fucking. I think he'd get a serious pop. I think the crowd would really hate him. I would like to see. I actually, I I don't mind that. I'd like to see Stephen A. Smith be a heel um, manager for something. That'd be cool. This is what I was a little like uh, about. We've talked about this before. We went on air. Eva Marie, uh, yeah. teasing returning. Oh to no, TV. she's just hot as fucking shit. She's hot, but she's not that like. Her body's fake as hell, but her face is fucking beautiful. I've been watching her since before. I've been watching her since before she was a wrestler. I've been watching her since she was on Total Divas. That's why she's relevant. And yeah, she definitely got some fucking work done. Yeah, okay, she's attractive, but like she hasn't shit in the ring. Exactly my point. She when when she was on NXT, Vince would give her. You know, it was very very script like what to say in your promos it's not like now like hunter just you know a little bit of creativity it's not like too much like aw that's why aw is a shithole but um what was i just talking about fuck i lost my train of thought we were talking about steven smith oh eva marie yes um she forgets her lines she forgets what to say. She doesn't know how to sell anything. She's just not a good wrestler. She's just hot as fuck. Like I said, she should try ring announcing. Or no, she should try ring announcing. Yeah, ring announcing, not commentating. Ring announcing. But that girl from SmackDown is really, really good. So, I don't know. I also am a fan of Maxine Dupree, man. I saw her live. Ooh. Maxine Dupree is very... Okay. It's really weird. This is really this is a behind-the-scenes thing. So... I was zooming in on her, like with my, you know, my camera phone, camera phone. How old am I? My phone. <laughs> and there's a moment where, like, the referee said something to her. And now this was, this wasn't taped. It wasn't on, like, a show. It was just, like, just for the fans. And he said something to her. And she, like, Starts to take off her boot. I have this all on camera. I really want to be like, Maxine, what was happening here? Mansois, like, takes off her boot for her, both of them. For, and, oh like, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, he's going to hit her with it, maybe. And she's just walking around with her socks on. 
And then the match ends, and like there was, no, and I'm just like, what happened? Why did no, she she's put definitely, she's, oh my god, she's so beautiful. She she's definitely, definitely beautiful. But speaking of beautiful, let's talk about these beautiful women. Holy shit, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD Rebel, and Rebel were interviewed by Renee Paquette. And then Sky Blue interrupts Dr. Britt Baker and then challenges Britt Baker to a match on Rampage. And it's on. So exciting. Um, Everything stuff here, guys. Not Sky Blue. Too, no, I don't want to talk too much about the promo just because there's nothing to talk about. The only thing I want to say is they interview Britt Baker way too fucking much. I feel like she gets interviewed every single fucking week. Yeah, and then she doesn't really. I mean, she wrestles, but like it's just her and promoting. Yeah, and and we yeah, we that though. Renee Paquette's gorgeous. He's beautiful, man. I love Renee Paquette. But do, not to cut you off again, I'm sorry, you're gonna say but ten times. Quick question. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do uh does Craig Angle's wife it... does she still do a podcast? Renee? No, no, Craigle's wife. Fuck her. Craigle's wife, yes. I think so, I believe. What was it called? Her and Randy Orton's wife do the podcast. It's yeah, like that. Wives of the wives of Keep me entertained. Maybe not. <laughs> I said that, and then he hides. Wait, okay. it's uh, the wives. I thought it's the wives of wrestling. I think. Okay, I think you're right. But wives is spelled like weird. Wives. No, that's how you spell wives. Guys, they... Wait a minute. No, they haven't done shit for like three... They don't haven't done it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What the fuck are they doing? Are you serious? I mean, I'd rather listen to Renee Paquette's podcast. I'm just talking about Renee Paquette. I want to see this fucking sexy ass. Come on. <laughs> the last one they did was with Maria Canellas. <laughs> fuck Maria, too. Her name is Giovanna, man. Giovanna can fucking ooh. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I was just very interested to see Kurt Angle's wife. I'm just sorry. Speaking of ooh, let's talk about Chris Jericho before we talk about this insane fucking match that just happened. Um, you've been to an AW show before. I've been watching AEW since the start, and I have never, ever been to an AEW show. So, real quick, did Jer Chris Jericho come out when you were there? Um, yeah, because he was fighting Eddie Kingston. He did wasn't he... fighting him, but he had a promo with him. And did you guys all sing Judas? Yeah. How was that? Um... Because here's my thing, and the reason this is why I'm asking. I, every single Wednesday, like, every single time Jericho comes out to Judas, mind you, I've been doing this since 2009. I saw you do this, and I, yes, go ahead, tell the I always, always sing. I have, a vi like, videos, like, a section on my eyes only since 2019 of, AE, of Jericho coming out to Judas. I want to, off the air, I want to see your first one, the first one you've done. Off the air. I will show you off air, but I need to find it because 
That's um, my old Snapchat, and Oh, I deleted so you that. I deleted okay. that old Snapchat uh, due to Gotcha, old we're fine. lady problems. Old lady problems. We don't Old even know stupid old lady lady problems. problems, but Old stupid ladies are not fun. old stupid, old stupid girls are fucking stupid. Girls are just stupid. Don't date girls. They're fucking stupid. Don't Date date Anna. anybody. Don't date anybody unless Date you're unless you're a girl and you find Ant attractive. Everyone get with What Ant. do you mean Fuck. fine, Anna? Bitch. What do you mean fine, Anna? Wait a minute. Back the way up. And you know, come on. There's not one I think all the ladies would die for to get a get with you, Anthony. Come on now. Come on, man. I mean, All the ladies high would five. die. All the ladies I mean, would die. well, I'm the champ, so why not? There's only one champ, so. Well, speaking of champ, Chris Jericho. Well, he's not the champ anymore, but he was the champ. I like Chris Jericho. But anyway, this match was fucking great. I want to talk about it. Chris Jericho versus Action Andrade. He was not officially signed to All Elite Wrestling before this match, but the name Andrade is obviously a fucking weird Isn't it a race name. card, Mario Andretti? Yep. So, I don't know if he's related to Mario Andretti, but whatever. So, the fans chanted uh, when Chris Jericho came out that you tapped out. Obviously, we know why they chanted that, because he tapped out at uh, Final Batter to Claudio. But Jericho slapped uh, action a few times. Action with forearms, and Jericho stomped him to the corner. The fans were chanting, let's go jobber for action. Um, Jericho kicked action down, followed by 10 corner clotheslines. Jericho hit a forearm to the throat. Jericho with chops, action with head scissors, and Jericho slid into the position for the next spot as action hit a splash off the bottom rope. The chance, the fans were keep shouting, let's go jobber again. So fans really, really want action Andriotti to win this match. Um, but, and Chris Jericho is very, very injured or injured, angry about it. But anyway, we went to the pitcher and pitcher break, and when we came back, Jericho still remained in control of this match. Um, you know, Action got a boot to stop a charging Chris Jericho. The fans were coming more alive into this match. I think they were really feeling this match, but I think the whole night, I think the fans were more energetic throughout this whole match. I think even more than the main event. Um, but the fans were chanting, holy shit, for... actions furry offense because he's really he reminds me of a, a little young ricochet um you know he counted a walls of jericho attempt uh and then rolled up for a count of two and then came up again with a drop kick and then he counted a move with a move knocking jericho down and a shooting star press got the one two three action wins the crowd goes fucking insane this is an upset Upset of the year, in my opinion, and it was one of the last matches of this, the second to last Dynamite Mind of the Year. This is a fucking great match. The fans finally came alive towards this match. Um, I thought it was really, really cool of Jericho to put action on Andrade. On, sorry if I'm pronouncing this fucker's last name wrong, but Andretti. Andretti. Sorry. Um, I'm happy he put him over. Um, you know, I've seen a couple of his dark matches. Um. You know, he, he, he looked good, man. We know he Jericho put him over with this win. He's officially signed to All Elite Wrestling. I don't think they're going to do anything with him. 
um, I do think he will be one of those guys where they sign and then they either do they either do a couple matches here and there on Rampage, they have a couple matches here and there on Dark, or you don't see him at all. Um, I think he's gonna be one of those guys that we see on Rampage a lot, taking on a, a higher mid card talent like Eddie Kingston, um, like Sammy Guevara, guys like those. Um, and he will be the jobber in the match. But um, what did you think about Action Andrade beating Chris Jericho in his first match on AEW Dynamite? And what do you what do you think's the future for him? Well, a lot of people this are comparing man. this to Cena and Angle. You know the whole ruthless aggression thing, and Cena getting the win on Angle. Well, did Cena? No, Cena didn't get the win, but he did slap Angle in the face. But anyways, um, I didn't get to see this, but I'm, I, this is something that I do want to see because everyone is talking about this and buzzing about this moment. Um, it's really cool of Jericho to put him over. Supposedly, Jericho had like wanting, been wanting to do this for a while now. He saw him, like, right? Something I think December maybe. He uh, I don't know. He saw him do a match on Dark, and he told Tony Khan something and was like we're gonna put that guy over i saw i read about it on his website on the talk is jericho website but i can't remember word for word but i know what you're saying yeah i, I think i saw the same thing so um you know that's cool jericho's just looking for the future um you know and it's also a good sign for Jer i don't want to say the word jobbers but jobbers that like you know like keep doing your thing because you might get noticed you know that that's always good you won't ever be a wwe pay-per-view champion like me but uh you might get noticed um but go ahead sir well speaking of you know because i will be a future champion but speaking of who champion, i think but uh I, you specifically didn't say wwe pay-per-view champion so that is true that yeah, is true well speaking of future champions ricky starks did a promo talking to the camera backstage um, talking about, you know, he's finally getting his title shot against MJF and that he gets to be in his backyard since he lives in his, uh, we're in his home state of Texas. Um, you know, then he also went on to talk about when he had a broken neck, he makes sure to fight back. And he said winning the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight title, uh, something that he's been grinding for for the last 11 years. He said that no one's going to take that away from him and that he will win the championship tonight and that, that no one's going to forget his face. Um, I just think it's good confidence and another good promo as from Ricky Starks as usual. Uh, what do you think about this quick little promo before he uh, goes out there and fights for the AEW world title? Um, this is a good promo from him. It was good, you know, that he's saying, you know, this stuff. It sounded like he was pumped up and ready to go against against uh, MJF. But I mean, I don't know. I kind of could tell right off the bat who was gonna win. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Chris Jericho was shown absolutely. backstage Richard throwing Stark. a temper tantrum on his way to the dressing room after the commercial break. And uh, they showed Ricky Starks again warming up backstage while MJF was getting a massage by a trainer. Okay. Well, we have another match, a uh, singles match between two ladies. And one of the ladies I'm very, very happy to see back. Ruby Soho versus... <coughs> oh, my... Fuck, I'm so sorry. 
Ruby Soho versus Ty Mello. Um, you know, the announcers were talking about she come Ruby uh just came back from, you know, no surgery that uh uh Ty caused at the all out pre show. So, you know, I'm I'm happy to see Ruby, you know, finally get some singles action. You know, she ha we haven't seen her in a little bit, so good for her. But you know, she hit three uh belly to belly suplexes for a two count and then Tay built on the floor, so Ruby followed her, and Tay got a hold of Ruby with Tay hitting a DDT on the ramp. Or I think it's Ty. I always called her I Tay. Like, I, yeah, but it's like it's spelled. But she's from Brazil, so I'm calling. I don't know Tay. I always called it ever since I saw her on AEW. I've always called her Ty Conti, but I know she's not Conti anymore. But anyway, if the referee counted it, it would have been a count out, but. Whatever. I'm not saying I'm I'm happy they didn't end the match in a count out finish anyway, so I'm I'm happy they didn't do it. But they went to the commercial break and then Ruby sent uh Ty into the turnbuckle followed by multiple kicks. Um Ruby using her legs to send Ty into the corner uh turnbuckle and then, you know, she overreacted uh when Ruby slowly went up the top, jumped off with nothing and Ty avoided it. Um they exchanged some chops. Ty did a hip lock takeover and a power driver for a two count. Ruby hit a knee to the face when she got up. Ruby hit the destination neck breaker for the pinfall. One, two, three. Um, real quick before we take our last and final break, Anthony, what did you think about Ruby Soho um, coming back from her injury? And this was her first uh, match since her injury. So what, what, what did you think? How did she look? Ruby looked good. I like Ruby Soho, but uh, again, I mean, she's not really, you know, the talent they have there. It's not that. It's kind of underwhelming a little bit, Christian. But Ruby's good. Ruby's cool. I like her. Um, Tay's cool because she's such like an asshole. I guess you know she's she's easy to dislike because of her thing with Sammy and everything. But no, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Right. I agree. Well, when we come back from our Last and final break, we're going to talk about the matches coming up this Friday night on Rampage. And we will get to our main event, which is the All Elite Wrestling World Championship, MJF versus Ricky Starks. We'll be back. We'll be back. What up, everybody? I'm still Christian. I feel like I've said this so many times. But I'm still Christian. That's still my brother, my homie, brother Anthony. And brother Anthony, what was that? Brother Wyatt, what was that? Uncle Howdy? Are we all like, like have convocations now? I'm brother Anthony. Brother Nero. Brother Nero, yeah. That's was that was Jeff Hardy. I like I I like when I'm what does that mean? When like you know, like when people call you like when church people like call you like brother. Like, what does that mean? Like, or is that just like a religion? Like, is that like a culture thing? Like, I'm being genuinely like asking. Um, you mean, wait a minute. You mean if you go to church and they're like, hey, brother, how are you doing? Like, because I call people brother all like, what do you mean? Like, like you mean like if you go to church? And okay, so like, <laughs> no, just listen, I'm not coming at anyone's. You know, church, anything, I respect everyone, but I'm not being, like, 
if there's a race a term for being racist towards anyone's religion i'm not being that i'm just genuinely asking because i see it on tv shows and movies but for example like one brother men <laughs> you know back in my day jesus Jesus loves you, brother. Men, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I feel like I've heard that before, but I don't know if that's brother. Like, I just think that they just, you know, they just like, talk like that. Know. Okay, and I, I respect it. You know, I'm not coming. I don't judge anybody. I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, what does it mean when you go to church and they say brother? And I'm like, try and think. I, just didn't know if that like, I, didn't, I didn't know if that means like they like you, like. Okay, whatever, but this is still my No, favorite. like, Blake, you know, like, brother, we've been through, you know, like... No, I understand, I understand. And but... you did a whole entire voice, like, you, wow, you were ready. I saw it on Friday, the movie Friday with Chris Tucker and... Yes, I know that, bye, <laughs> when, when Chris Tucker was smoking the joint. <laughs> doesn't, like, the father, like, come, like, doesn't, like, dad take this, like, couple shares? 2020, nigga. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 100%. I'm allowed to say that word. But let's talk about. Oh all my goodness. Wrestling. This is the Uncensored Wrestling Podcast for a reason, folks. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, okay. Just to get that clear, I am allowed to say that word. But let's talk about. I'm, I'm, not, talk, I'm not saying let's nothing. Let's talk about All Elite Wrestling. Uh, this Friday on Rampage. Um, I don't think. I don't think the. Um, the Rampage card, you know, we see Rampage treated like kind of like a B show, kind of like a, you know, I don't give a fuck type of show. But, you know, I think this isn't too bad. We have John Moxley versus, well, I already saw it, but I'm not going to spoil it. Um, We saw Guevara versus Moxley. I thought that was a decent match to open the show. And then we Weird saw Rampage. context to, to describe it without like, you know, this okay. is um, weird context. The ear. I think that match was a usual match that these two would have together. Um, same thing for Brick Baker and Sky Blue. Um, we saw Warlow in action. Um, we'll see Dustin Rhodes and the best friends backstage. And then we'll see Dustin Rhodes, Tremperetta, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy versus The Butcher, The Blade, Trent Steven, and Kip Saban. And then next week on I almost just said SmackDown. Holy shit. Next Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, um, live in San Antonio, Texas, we will see an AEW championship match between Jamie Hayter and the very first, I believe, the very, very first AEW World or Women's World Champion, Sheeta. I can't pronounce her. I can never pronounce her last name. No, I thought her name was Riho. It's like Hakeem. I thought Reno was the one that was the first IAW Women's Champion. I always get those fucking two girls mixed you up. racist motherfucker. No. First you make a comment about the Christian community. No. You to make a comment about two Asian women. It was Rio. That is right. Fuck. You are a racist I'm not rich. And I'm about to cancel you. No, I'm not. I love all people. We we love everyone on the uncensored. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian. I'm 100% Puerto Rican. I love everybody. Shout out to my Hispanic people as well. Um, And then we'll also see. 
And shout uh, out to all Brandon. Hispanics love everybody. This is what. We... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We love. Yeah, everybody. sure. We love, there's no discrimination over. Yeah. This. But uh, the best of that's religion as well. No discrimination, but. The best. We'll also see a best of uh, again. We'll see another match with the best of seven series match. Uh, this time it will be better and will be no disqualification match between the Death Triangle and the Elite. Death Triangle does lead three one though. So Death Triangle wins one more game over. So now it is time for the match that we've all been waiting for for the last two weeks, and it's your main event for the All Elite Wrestling. I'm going to say like Paul Heyman. For the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship of the World, we have Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks makes his way to the ring for the main event. Ricky Starks lives in Texas. They'll be in AWs in Texas. They were in Texas last week. They're in Texas tomorrow. And I think they're in Texas again next week. Um, so Ricky Starks has a lot of potential, you know, home crowd advantages. And I think we'll see Thunder Rosa come soon. But that's not what we're talking about. And let's talk about also not just that the AEW World title is on the line, but also the Dynamite Diamond Ring is also on the line for this match as well. So M uh Starks makes his ring. He gets a very, very big pop while MJF makes his ring carrying the AEW uh world title. This is the first defense since winning the title on November nineteenth. He was getting very, very booed. Match starts. MJF hits a running shoulder tackle, followed by a pose that mocks Ricky Starks. MJF ran the ropes. Uh, Ricky Starks did a drop down and MJF did a Ric Flair strut so Tony called him a horrible human being Tony Schiavone by the way a bit much you know whatever I don't know why he's always impersonating someone from WWE but that's him he went into the crowd and took off the hat of a fan into the crowd the referee wasn't counting I don't know why but Good thing we're not. He wasn't because, like I said previously and uh, earlier in the show, I don't like when they end matches in uh, countouts. So they're trying to avoid that. MJF went back into the ring, uh, leading Ricky Starks to getting a bunch of pin attempts, uh, leading to multiple near falls. And then MJF did a thumb to the eye, forcing the referee to pull Ricky Starks back. And MJF sent Starks into the turnbuckle, leading Starks doing a sternum bump. MJF... Um, you know, gave Ricky Starks a stun gun onto the top rope with Starks selling a rib injury. We went to the commercial break where we came back. There was about 10 minutes left in the show, so I didn't know what really they were going to do with this uh, match. I didn't know how they was going to finish. I knew, I thought, knew kind of it was going to be a cheap ending, but I'll get into that later. Um, You know, they showed that uh, they got into, you know, a slugfest changing you know, exchanging punches, uh, MJF with the thumb to the eye, Starks with a boot to the face, MJF with a rolling elbow, and Starks bounce off the ropes with a spear, Starks was grabbing his left arm so he couldn't make a cover, and then the referee counted both of them as Starks rolled over for a two count, um, MJF did an arm bar onto the left arm, then he pulled back onto the right arm, then MJF grabbed a foot, and Starks got his other foot onto the bottom foot. That was a good, you know, 
struggle, you know, it got a big pop. Um, I think the fans were really, really into this match, um, which I did like about it. Um, but, you know, Ricky Starks also got another uh, two more pin attempts for two two counts. Um, they were fighting over a spot with Ricky Starks going for a lift. MJF hid behind the referee, pushed the referee away. MJF did a low blow kick to Ricky Starks when the referee did not see it. MJF did a inside cradle for the one, two, three. Your winner and still your All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I thought the match could have been better. Um, you know, I thought it, it was good. Like, it was competitive. I always thought Ricky Starks. Um, yeah, you're a big Ricky Starks fan, man. You were putting him up. I do. I am putting him up. Um, you know, I did think Ricky Starks, um, you know, he, he, he had a lot of good moves. And I the fans are so be behind him. Um, people are on social media, you know, wanted Ricky Starks to win this match. What I saw, um, he was really confident going into this match. You know, it's a really, it's a bummer he didn't win this match. Um, I don't think he's world championship material yet. Um, I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I do think he will be futurely be in the future, be an AEW world champion. Um, but this is just a match, uh, to show everybody that he can compete with these main event level type of guys. Um, you know, we seen him, we saw him, you know, when he was FEW champion, he was kind of like a mid-card, high mid-card guy. You know, we see him slowly building up into the main level, main title scene. And I'm happy to see that because I've known since I've seen Ricky Starks on AEW that he can compete with these guys. Um, he just give him a little longer Maybe after MJF's title run, maybe Ricky Starks will be the next champion. Who knows? But before I talk about what happened after the match, what did you think about Ricky Starks versus MJF? What did what did you think about Ricky Starks? How did you think he looked? Um, and what do you what do you, what, do you, what do you, just what did you think about this match overall? Well, this is another match to go back and watch because I didn't see it. But okay. but <laughs> you piece of shit. You motherfucker, Anthony. You didn't do your fucking homework. I know. I'm like, I'm the loser. I'm like, it's such a, uh, what's that word called when you, a conundrum. I'm a teacher, but I didn't do my homework. Um, so he has a deal. Um, MJF is a great heel. Um, Ricky Starks is good. That promo that he gave was really good. But I mentioned this before. There's just something about him in the ring that he just doesn't, do it for me like he has like you know his microphones right. are good but there's just something missing um mjf is great whatever um i knew mjf was gonna win this one i just feel like they gotta stop this whole stupid dynamite ring thing it makes no sense there's no point in having the battle royal um he's had this ring for about five years now just get rid of it um. Yeah. And, and what I talk well, about afterwards? What I talked about afterwards is interesting. Here, are you guys ready to find out what happens afterwards? I don't think you guys are. This was. Uh, I think Anthony saw my raw reaction to this after the match. We hear, we see uh, MJF running up to, uh, 
the ramps when all of a sudden we hear Brian Danielson's music hit. Um, Brian Danielson was walking out to the ring when Ricky Starks. Um, why did I say Ricky Starks? When MJ chasing MJF and MJF ran, he chased MJF into the crowd. Um, and then Brian Danielson stopped the pursuit. Uh, MJF posed up into the steps in the crowd with the AEW world title. Brian Danielson picked up Ricky Starks, shook his hand, gave him a hug. The crowd cheered. Um, you know what I think is going to happen? They're going to build up for Brian Danielson versus MJF Revolution in March. Live from, I think, they're doing Revolution this year. I think Mark. Well, I feel like you asked me a couple weeks ago. I think we did talk about this, like who MJF's first rivalry was going to be, and and I knew it was going to be Danielson. Just oh, it's in San on... Francisco. I'm stupid. That's Ooh, right. San Fran. But I, I, I knew I had a feeling it was going to be Danielson that MJF was going to fight with he because he keeps calling him out. Yeah, and just he attacked William Regal, who is Danielson's like main guy. I will say, I did watch the aftermath so like i saw danison chase after mjf mjf run through the crowd and when he did hold up that belt that was a cool moment right because the other thing my only thing is this it was cool but it's just like i just don't like champions that run away i get it he is a heel that's his character and i get in this particular moment he might but you had no problems, and I get that's so scared. You had no problems attacking an old dude. You ran away from fucking no, Brian Daniels. I know, like, but uh, so as I go on, it does make um Brian look like a fearful contender that MJF, you know, would run that far. Um, but yeah, what do you? Well, I mean, are you? Do you contender. think? Uh, I I'm for that match. I'm so fucking excited for the match. Hell yeah. I'm excited for the promos. Oh my god, you have no idea. That's why my live reaction was so pure because I I'm so happy to see this match. But um I just want to give uh, a shout out to who I thought was the MVP of the night. Me, right? Besides Anthony. Yep. I'm going to say the MVP of the night was Action Andriotti defeating Chris Jericho on a match you know he's not. He wasn't officially even signed to the company yet. Um, he upsetted Jericho. I'm gonna give him the props and give him MVP of the show. With the final show, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight point five out of ten. I think this is one of the best dynamites they've had in a couple weeks. Wow. Um, good main event. Um, good opening match. Couple bullshit matches between, but uh. And a couple little too many uh backstage segments, but it was good. It was good. Um, I'm not gonna shit talk on the show too much. You know, we saw Jerick. We got we saw a match that was upset. We saw Danielson come out and main event at the end. Um, I'm excited for tomorrow to see what's going on. So, uh, what do you think? Your what are your final thoughts here on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite? Well, things are moving, which is good. You know, we know Danielson and MJF, it seems like that's going to be happening. Um, 
action Andretti's gonna be making a name for himself, which is cool. Um, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I just I just feel like lately a lot of the wrestling hasn't been tune in worthy. But you know, I'm excited for tomorrow night to, to see what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. Who knows? And I will do my homework. I will watch. Watch. Um, because I watched Raw. I keep you fucking yawning. I have no idea why. I watched Raw. But uh, that was the end of the show, guys. Um, I'm I'm excited to uh, you know, cover this week when we when we watch Dynamite tomorrow. I'm excited to cover it. Um, I'm excited to find out what happens tomorrow on Dynamite. Um, but you know, it was a good show. My final thoughts about it could have been a little better i'm still giving i'm gonna give it like a eight, eight out of ten um it was an awesome awesome show good one in a while can't wait to see what happens but this has been your episode of aew dynamite um anthony You're like episode 11 right i think so um but anthony thank you for you know allowing me to host this episode again with aew um i will be you know make sure to you know listen to us if you don't want to see our beautiful faces everywhere all platforms all available you know i don't know why you want to wouldn't want to see us but hey i'm not i'm not judging we are made in god's creation we are made in god's creation and it it sucks but it sucks that like you know people wouldn't want to see our beautiful faces that's well i mean listen why don't you do both listen to us on spotify and then go back and, and watch us on youtube so you can see you know, I like to do that sometimes. I like to true, see true, true. what's actually happening, you know? True, but we There's got one episode that they had to watch live. Right. Where we got, like, <laughs> shit-faced. That was fun. Well, we got Monday Night Raw to cover. Um, We'll have that. Uh, that will be Anthony. And then uh, Dynamite right after that, covered by me again. So, Anthony, I appreciate you having me on here again, brother. We're gonna ki- We're killing the game right now. I'm excited can't wait but thank you guys for listening to the uncensored pro wrestling podcast and uh, yes have a good night make sure have to, a good night make sure to listen make sure to listen have a good night signing out thank you christian goodbye everybody thank you for listening be safe talk to you all soon bye